0: Hello, this is Scotty McCoy. I am the author of the Ultimate Friday the 13th Trivia Book, and I am about to be doing another book titled The Ultimate Slasher Movie Encyclopedia, and I am interviewing the cast from the Friday the 13th franchise, and currently I have Tiffany Helm, who played Violet in Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. Hi, Tiffany. How are you doing? I'm good.
1: How are you,
0: Scotty? I'm doing great. Doing great. Excellent. So I have about 15 questions I'm going to be asking you, a um, little more than I yeah, usually do, but, I, but you're just so interesting to think of questions about, I couldn't just stop at 10, so. <laughs> okay, now do
1: the do, um, do listeners know that the sound quality is
0: not too good on my end? Yes, yeah, so so the, the interview same. is going to be going into my book, so I'm just going to, I'm recording it for like a little five minute demo. So, uh, it's not going to be like a full, the full interview will not be going into the uh, actual, like, won't be getting sold or anything. Just like a little promotional thing. <laughs> okay, right. Sure. So, the first question I have is, uh, what was your audition like for Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning?
1: Um, the audition was, the breakdown went out, they were looking for a Pat Benatar type character. Because at the time, that was really all Hollywood saw as um, punk rock. And we all know that Pat Benatar was not punk rock. (laughs) But she had that, like, Love is a Battlefield video. And like that that was Hollywood's perception of what the alternative scene was about. Uh So that's how the breakdown went out. Um, And I was a little bit overweight at the time. And I had, you know, I was always doing my hair different colors and stuff. Um, my agent, so those were, so like, the fringy roles were, there weren't a whole lot of them. And even though I didn't physically, they wanted a hard body Pat dentar type, is what they were specifically asking. Because in the death scene, she was supposed to be doing aerobics. Um, but my agent sent me in and, uh, You know, whatever it was, the look or the, I think that I, I mean, I was authentic, right? Yeah. And that's actually, I booked a few jobs that way because I was authentic and they would see me and they're like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's like, that's the real deal. So, um, I think that was it. I mean, I don't remember the specifics about the reading, but it was, uh, it was called the repetition at the time. It wasn't a Friday the 13th, Mm uh, just a low-budget slasher movie, and they wanted this hard body Pat Benatar person. And I was not that, but right. you know, sometimes it works
0: for you. Yeah, definitely. So how was it like when you found out it was a Friday the 13th film? What was it like to find that information out?
1: <laughs> well, um, and most of the talent, I think, was um, we weren't really happy <laughs> about it because we all knew how much the franchise had made. And they were paying actors what is called favorite nations, where everybody basically makes um, just a bit above scale. So there was no negotiation, right? It was like that's what you're making. And I mean, we've done, we've all done very well off of the film. And I mean, I still like residuals for just you know a few bucks ripped in the in the mail (laughs) still to this day and the fan base that it's generated, you know, at horror cons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's it's a very lucrative franchise, so it's fine. You know, in my side, I'm like, it's, it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it was at the time we felt a little duped, because mm-hmm. they're like, you know, we didn't know it was a Friday the 13th. And I think that's probably, they probably had to do a lot of improvisation in the audition, oh. because they couldn't really, they couldn't give away, well, this... Killer is wearing a hockey mask, and then we'd be like, oh, connect the
0: dots. Yeah. So, that, I think that was it. Right. So, uh, everyone remembers Violet for her robot dance to the song In Her Eyes. What inspired that scene? Because I personally love that song, as I thought it was a great film, and it symbolized, like, Jason. So like, And also, like, who's, who was the idea, was it, to use that song?
1: Um, well, the original, and I, I don't know how much information you have about, because I mean, I've, I've told the story several times, so I guess it's pretty common knowledge, but um, the original scene was I was that you know, hard body cat Meditar person playing mm-hmm. um, you know, little scissor thing, scissors with my legs in my room doing exercises, and he comes in and splits me up the middle with his machete. Right. And when makeup did up the aftermath of that scene, um, they were like, "Yeah, it's not going to get past the censors. <laughs> okay, that looks really, really gnarly. So we need to rewrite the scene." Right. And so they're like, "Okay, so maybe you're dancing in your room." And I'm like, "Okay, so they started like, you know, we're kind of we're kind of blocking the scene and seeing how it was going to work." And I'm like. I did like this, what I thought they wanted, this kind of weird white girl dance where I'm just like, you know, very not coordinated. And mm-hmm. that's not what I was doing in clubs. What I was doing in clubs was that weird, um, well, I heard a guy at one horror once called it like synth pop okay. style, synth pop mm-hmm. robot, where it's not really robot, it's not really pop blocking. It was more. Um, it was more like with the new wave into the goth kids were doing. Right. right. Um, so first I tried mm-hmm. to, and you can even see it in the beginning of the scene where I'm kind of just like swaying, and I wasn't very really comfortable doing that. So I don't even know how it came about, but I was like, this is this is what we're doing in clubs, and they loved it. They're like, yeah, go for it. Um, and the songs. I mean, I, I always was listening to music. And most of the music that I was listening to, they wouldn't be able to get the rights to. But that, but that his eyes song from Pseudo Echo. You know, they were this obscure Australian band, and they loved the song and got the rights to it. But that, right. I mean, that was my music. That was my dance. Mm-hmm. I decorated most of my room. I actually wanted to die against the picture of Sid Vicious. <laughs> think, uh, wrestling, right? The wrestler, right? What? The wrestler. Mm-hmm. Sid Vicious. Yeah. yeah. The wrestler. There's a wrestler yeah. named Sid Vicious. I
0: I can't remember what the picture looked like. Crack pistols.
1: No. Oh you're okay. That's right. You're a young boy. Yep. Crack <laughs>
0: pistols. Uh, okay. Sid, who uh, died of a heroin overdose oh. many years ago? The movie Sid and Nancy. It's about his life. Okay. Anyway, I thought it'd be poetic
1: to die against Sid Vicious but they said that I couldn't
0: because of his estate. Okay. So, other than that, I basically had free reign on that set. I nice. pretty much do wanted want it, and it just it worked. That's pretty so, cool. I mean, I, I remember uh, talking to Bob DeSimone um, a couple days ago, and uh, he said that he had a lot of freedom on the set. He, se- he said it seemed like Danny Steinman left the uh, cast, and Deborah Voorhees said the same thing. Uh, they let the cast have a lot of freedom with their scenes.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's great. I mean, it's um, you know I got to work with Robert Island too, and similar style. Like they're basically like we cast you because we think you're the best for this part, and the job is done. Right. (laughs) So it's (laughs) up to you to bring this to life. And with the exception of like certain nuances, like blocking and stuff like that, they really kind of let us run with it. And if we have anything creative to bring to the to bring to the table, then go for it. Definitely.
0: So, uh, how was it like filming your death scene? And the second part of that question, you kind of answered. Um, I basically said, was there an alternate death that was cut from the film? Because I do know there was. That's why I thought I'd ask it. But, uh, but what was it like filming your death scene? How did they do the makeup, the prosthetics? How was it? Just basically tell us in detail what it was like. Um,
1: it was. Well, I mean, it's like, I think, I look at it now, and I think about my experience as an actress, and some of the stuff that's out there on TV and film now, and how incredibly authentic and real the experience is when people are getting killed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I look at my scene, I'm like, wow, I could have really done that a lot better, you yeah. know, but it's, it's, as an actor, like, what what frame of reference do you have, right? You haven't died, right. so you can't be like, oh yeah, that time I died, I'll just like, recall that. <laughs> um, I mean, you can, I guess, like now there's so much stuff on video, you can really, you can watch it and really understand what the body goes through when you're getting choked to death or something. Right. So, I felt I could probably have done it better. I think it was a really late night, I think we were on overtime then, because again, with the rewriting of the scene. Um, but it was, I mean, it, you know, it's its an artificial environment. There's lights and camera, and where I'm supposed to be alone in my room dancing, it's like, there's a camera there, and there's big lights, and it's hot, and, you know, and, um, uh, but it's, I, I don't know, it's, it's an odd question. It's, uh, it was, like, I mean, it was like any other scene, but it's kind of, it's more fun because it's, it's like you're, it's, it's what it's all leading up to, right? Right.
0: And everybody it's said like, that the best scene... Everybody yeah. said the best The best scene filming is always the death scene. Everybody said it's the most fun. It's the type that basically everybody that's watching the film is going to look forward to because they know you're going to get right. it. And it's, yes. it's, you have, you're have you trying to basically make it your best. You know, make it look the best you can because everybody's saying, well, Violet's going to die or, you know, Robin's going to die or Jake's... They're all going to die. How are they going to die? And it's, it's right. like that ultimate for that character. Yeah. So uh, how did you prep to get into the mindset of the character Violet?
1: The mind, like there really wasn't, I mean, there wasn't much to do. I mean, it's, you know, the look I had kind of dictated how I was. And I mean, if you think about the situation of these kids being in a halfway house, I mean, obviously I've got some, some issues, right? <laughs> what what brought me to that halfway house? And um, you know, I I think that Violet had had gone through some pretty wicked stuff, probably when she was even younger. And I thought about like the death scene, you know, when they're out there and who's a Joey gets killed. Yeah. And like, you know. By and, dick, yeah. And I'm just kind of I'm just kind of listening to music and rocking, like I'm not like freaking out or crying or anything. So I just kind of used that. I mean, it just, everything about her came very natural to me, kind yeah. of, um, you know, I had been, just as a person, people thought that I was aloof or I didn't like them or snotty. <laughs> and it really wasn't like that. It's because I'm kind of introverted and mm-hmm. awkward, right? right? And people, Take that for something else, and I think Violet was, I mean, that's it. So it's like when I, like I said, I was sorry. It's like it comes out really bitchy, but <laughs> she's just like, like she felt like, oh my God, I'm setting this place for this dead person. Like how embarrassing is that? And I got called on it, right. you know?
0: Yeah. So
1: she wasn't that far
0: from me. <laughs> <laughs> so she was. You basically were playing yourself in a way.
1: Yeah, an extension of myself, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, that sounds pretty cool, though. To like have that, have that, basically that you have the already part of the character nailed down because you are you already have a piece of that character in you. So that's right. pr- that, that makes it yeah. pretty. That makes it pretty fun. And I, th- I mean, I think
1: that's what acting's all about. Yeah. Whatever the part is, you can find that facet of yourself as a human being and tap into it. Like right. We all, we all have like somebody playing like i'm sure you've heard if you've been interviewed other actors like playing a bad guy is the most fun yeah because you really like you know in, in our society it's not it's not like looked nicely upon <laughs> for you to be nasty yes yeah. so if you actually take those parts of you because we all have it in us and really like let it run loose it's like yeah it's in charge right yep. We do have, like, every character that's played, we all have the facets of that.
0: Right. So, um, speaking of acting, how did you get your start in acting?
1: Um, my mom and dad. My my mom and dad are both, and my aunt, yeah. uh, act, everybody acted. Right. And um, I, I was in theater in high school and uh, really, really enjoyed it, but then decided... I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to get stuck in this profession and going out for auditions when I was really old. Um, so I just started out modeling because I knew that that was a short-lived career, right? Yeah. Like, you're lost up in 19
0: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll do that. And I had off, like odd looks and stuff. This was before I was coloring my hair and such. Um, but I wasn't your typical like model material um so this agency like they sent me to a commercial agency and i started booking commercials and my commercial agent actually then started sending me in for film stuff which they didn't normally do mm-hmm. and they're like i think you've got a shot of this and it kind of just snowballed into that and i was very fortunate that i got a few really nice jobs right off the bat that got me kind of sucked into the whole industry right
0: so, um, how did you find out about the film so you can audition for the role? And, uh, uh, you already answered the second part of that question, which was, like, what did you find, what was your initial reaction when it was a Friday the 13th film? But, like, so... Yeah, just, go ahead.
1: I just came in through my agent.
0: Just your There's, agent?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's still, it's the same today where breakdowns get set, sent out to all the agencies, okay. um, uh, and they see, you know, what comes out and if they have any... Uh, Clients that are right for roles, and then they submit the photo resumes to the casting directors, and either they're like yes or no or whatever, and then they call you in.
0: (laughs) So, uh, were you close friends with any of your co-stars when filming? And if so, who?
1: Yeah, Juliet and I were super close. Um, We hung out, you know, while we after shooting, we drive in together. We were really good friends on the set. I also, I always, always get along very well with uh, makeup and wardrobe people. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I was close with them too, but Juliet mainly. And Juliet and I had actually gone to the same school together nice. several years before, so we, we had, we already had a pass together. Right. So, uh, do you still
0: keep in touch with her?
1: Um, not much. I've spoken with her, like, just. Randomly, just a couple of times in the past few years, you know, with social media—it's definitely easier to get in touch with people. Um, but yeah, we've talked a few times. We just haven't like really reconnected or anything like that. Right?
0: Because yeah, because I i, def- I think I've seen her Facebook. I don't know if I messaged her or not. Because I, I was—I know I was uh, reaching out to people that aren't on my friend list for an interview as well. And I would—I think she was one of them on my list that I wanted to interview too. Yeah, she's she's
1: a super cool lady. So That's hopefully cool. that would be nice. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, um, what was the best part of filming uh, Friday the 13th, part five, A New Beginning? And also, what was the worst?
1: Um, best. Well, I guess, I mean, you know, working in the industry is almost always good. I mean, it's it's a great, great job. It's great work if you can get it. Right. Um, you know, I, I really liked everybody that I worked with. Uh, there were no, I, I really don't recall any any issues <laughs> with with working there. I remember just a few times getting a little irritated working overtime, and again, I kind of look back on that, and I'm like, oh, freaking boo-hoo,
0: right? <laughs> like, you know, I suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> um, <laughs> So,
1: but I mean, at the time, you know, I was, was young and like, uh, overtime, I'm tired, you're going to go home. Right. Uh, but it's, you know, there were a few, few late nights there, but it, it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. It's, it's a great gig. Right. And I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, worst part, that's really it. Long days. <laughs> right. And it's like a lot of, you know, hurry up and wait. You Getting... They want you in early to get into hair and makeup, and then you sit around for hours and hours and hours before your scene comes up, right? But there are worse ways to spend a day. That's true, too. Yeah. So,
0: again,
1: you know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, if you could do another Friday the 13th film, but as a different character, would you?
1: Oh, for sure. Definitely. There had been talk about um, bringing a bunch of... Friday, people back to do cameos in their in the latest one that they did. Okay. Um, and I think that still might be on the table. There's, I mean, there's quite a few people um, from the franchise who totally want to do that. I'd be up for it for sure. Right. Did
0: they get in touch That's with you awesome. at all? Uh, <laughs> Not yeah. <laughs> that would be great though if you could. That would be absolutely amazing. That'd be fun, right? well, would they? <laughs> It's got such an amazing fan base and they would just be able to like, "Oh, uh, like just have kind of like a bar scene or something where you have all the old all the ones, that, all the all the Friday victims that were already killed by Jason yeah. in the bar as extras, yeah. type of role.
1: Exactly. That'd be so and then,
0: symbolic and ironic. Yeah, it would be
1: like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink to all the followers, right? Right. Like,
0: oh, the best part about that would be having Jason yeah. actually killing a lot of the people, a lot of them in the bar. Yeah. Like a double kill, like they that already did. So that would be great. <laughs> I did hear rumors though that they wanted a lot, all like all the uh, at least the first eight from like the original. Well, they can't do the original because Alice obviously died in part two. But uh, like from part two up to part eight, they wanted to have like. The final girls return, all the battle Jason, and all of them will get killed, except it would be like this one of the final girls would be the one to kill him for good. For the 13th of the fir- film of the Friday the 13th franchise. Oh, well, that'd be
1: interesting. That would be
0: interesting. I heard rumors about that, but I think somebody wrote a script about it. I didn't hear if they're going through with it. I also heard about Jason killing in the snow for the first time. Killing what? It, like in the snow. Oh, okay. Because it's always that summer camp, so like maybe like a winter yeah, camp. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool, too. Yeah. It <laughs> would be unique. <laughs> a lot of different different kills, like impaling somebody with a ski. Right, and it would look so much more interesting
1: on the snow.
0: Exactly, right? that would be so interesting. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, can you please explain what it was like filming Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning? Because every, every fan's dream is to be in a Friday the 13th. So you were in a Friday the 13th. So what was that experience like?
1: Well, it's, I mean, it's difficult too, and I, I get asked questions similar to this, and it's 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 always, it's a little difficult, because while I, I consider myself somewhat of, a, somewhat of a horror fan, even though I'm more just like an ex doc kid who just likes kind of dark, weird, creepy stuff, um, I'm not really into slasher films, like I yeah. like horror, like I like scary, I'm not right. like, I just watched uh, that show creature the other night, and I was like, "Whoa, that's a little over the top for me." <laughs> but I digress. Um, so when I I try and it's it's just it's different. Like if you're an actor, this is a job. This is what right. you do, right? Yeah. And it's there's no like, oh wow, this is so cool. It's a Friday the 13th franchise, and um, it's just like. I mean, it's not not to belittle what it is, because it's right. like I said, it's the best job in the world. But there isn't—it um, wasn't like my favorite franchise. Right. Like right now, like I love the show Fargo. Right, it's actually right. shot out here, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to do an episode of Fargo. Right. Right. Um, so I think maybe something like that maybe equates to more what you're asking. Right. least for me, um. It was it again, it was a job, yep. It was and and it was the fifth, you know, in the series, right. so it's like, well, how well is this gonna do, right? right. I mean, it's like this it the first one for sure, right? That right. was amazing. And then they just started kinda of like
0: <laughs> Yep, I agree. <laughs> You know, and and, um, and the thing is, a lot of the cast that I interviewed, a majority of them, I think all of them, with the with the exception of Deborah Voorhees, because she loves horror and slasher movies, but like Stu Charno and like all of them that I interviewed, they all said I it wasn't that I didn't love the filming and I didn't love the the franchise. It's just it was a job, paid the bills, it yeah. put food on the table, it kept the roof over my head. Yeah, and basically that's that's it. And I think that's yep. why people were
1: upset that that we weren't told it was Friday the 13th initially because right. we're like, man, you guys are making some serious cash off of this and you're paying us. Right. And was a little, which is still, you know, the screen actor's You, it's not not Trump change that you're making, but still just to pay us like the minimum that yep. you can. It's like, really? Come on, guys. I know. Um, Everybody benefited from it, so I can't. I agree.
0: That's true. So, uh, let's see. Uh, how was Danny Steinman uh, as a director?
1: He was great. Again, I have no, um, nothing negative mm-hmm. to say about him. I, I, I don't remember a whole lot because it was a long time ago. Right. But associations with him is that he was pretty laid back. There, you know, no, mm-hmm. no, like, crazy temper things, which I've heard, like, a lot of directors do. I've actually worked mm-hmm. with a couple. But he was, he's laid back, and he let us do what we wanted to do, right. and he did <clears throat> There wasn't a whole lot of conflict. That's good. So, I know uh, Deborah
0: Voorhees said that uh, in, when I interviewed her, it was something along the lines of he he cared about the the actors, especially the female actors, because um, like she she said when you're a, t- a teenage girl, it's like you want to look nice. You're on TV. You're going to be on film. You want to you know you you like got that sense of insecurity in a way. So she said that he was very uh, he, he the little things like letting her pick out her own wardrobe and like yeah. you know stuff like that was meant a whole lot as for him being a director and allowing that leeway or even helping with the scenes where she can do a lot of and improv and like a lot of uh, having fun with her scenes and having a lot of freedom that little stuff like that help out on the job. It might not seem much to somebody say like me because I'm not an actor. But when you're an actor and it's a job and, you know, you want to be treated the best way you can so you can do a good job at that job.
1: Yeah. And you want to be comfortable in your scene. So it's like, it helps, like, exactly. you wear clothes that
0: you like. Or in her case, not wearing clothes. <laughs>
1: that is very true. Um, whatever. It's like, just being able to be comfortable in your environment, you know, is really, really important.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: Like, you would need support.
0: If I'll say that. Right. So uh, your mom, as everyone knows, is the famous Brooke Bundy, who was in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, what was her reaction to you starring in a Friday the Thirteenth film? And did she give you any pointers, or tips, or advice for preparing for the role, or for the film itself?
1: I actually, I think that you, know, you you are the horror boss, So correct me if I'm wrong. I think my Friday was in her
0: nightmare. Did it? You were in nineteen eighty five. Um, it was actually around the same time. She did too. Nineteen eighty five was part five of Friday the Thirteenth. I know the first Nightmare on Elm Street was nineteen eighty four. Yeah, but my mom was in. So you were before her, yes. Yeah. So I told her a thing or two. Good,
1: good catch right there. (laughs) Well, and it's you know. it was it was just work and right. um, at the time I mean it, we all have that time in our lives where we're not as close to our parents. Of course,
0: yeah. Right yep. I
1: mean, I now, like I, I absolutely adore my mom and I don't talk to her enough, but um, I adore her. And, it, and that was it was one of those weird times in my life where we just weren't we weren't super close. I wasn't living there and. Uh, I and I've shared this before where uh, there was a time when I was really irritated by her, <laughs> and um, that the scene with her with her head, you
0: know,
1: clean up the room, yeah, and I
0: was like, Yes, that's her! Like, I was
1: just that scene just epitomized how I kind of felt right about. Uh, was the whole mother daughter thing, yeah? Uh, but again, that was then, this is now, right? Like for the most part, we've gotten along, got, gotten along really, really well all right. of our lives. Um, but yeah, there was no, Why? I mean, no pointer. She has because she also works as an acting coach, right? She has helped me like with auditions and stuff, okay. and um, given me lots of really good, good information, right? And I still, I still absolutely. Trust her
0: direction. Right. It's so, yourself. so take a, So to stop a little bit with the interview, I have a personal question to ask about your mom. Do you think she I would might. be able to do an interview with me for my book for the Nightmare Elm section? She might. I can. I can
1: contact her. Yeah, and
0: yeah. I can give you my email, or I can get you can if she has I a Facebook. can message you want Facebook. Exactly. That's why I said after the interview, I can give you my email, or if she has a Facebook, or if you want to tell me yourself how to get in touch with her. Either way.
1: I, can, I will contact her and ask, Okay. because she, she, like, she doesn't do like the social media okay. stuff. She kind of likes her
0: privacy, I'm so I it. have to set up for her um, other things. But yeah, remind me at the end of the interview, and I'll write it down. And next time I talk to her, I will ask. Her. Thank you very much. That'll be awesome.
1: Definitely.
0: All right, so three more questions we have. So, was it terrifying or scary when doing the scene with Tom Morga when he was Jason? And explain the experience on what it was like when filming the scene where Violet is about to meet her "quote unquote" end.
1: Um, Tom is super cool, and I got to work with him uh, this last summer uh, at Horicon so in Chicago. So that was he's, he's just super super cool. Right. And as far as like terrifying, no. I mean, and I again I, sh- I share this. I don't know if you know it or not. But uh, he used to like to spook us. There were these orange... The, where we were shooting was a little uh, farmhouse right. in orange grove. And um, walking through the orange groves, he would sometimes, like, hide out behind the trees and stuff and then jump out and scare us. <laughs> uh it was, you know, it, it is kind of creepy, and you do, you, you, like, away away from the lights, away from the movie, but if mm-hmm. you're, like, out there and it's it's... It's country. Yeah. You know, though it's, it's a little creepy there in the dark walking around. Um, right. So, but I mean, it, it was all in good fun. That's great. Know, doing little jump scares and
0: stuff. But he was, he's super cool to work with. Huh. He's a nice guy. So, like, what was the experience like when Violet was about to meet her hand? Was, like, did you, were you, like, laughing, like, blooper type laughing, like, oh, this is Tom Morgan, he's a super, ni- super nice guy, he's about to, he's trying to be this, like, Really scary killer type of thing.
1: No, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, there might have been something, but it's uh no, we were pretty, we were pretty professional on That's the great. set, and you know, I mean, he didn't. I've also worked with actors who like to try to break you. I right. worked with Johnny, Johnny Depp, in fact, like to do that.
0: <laughs> um, well, I they like, try to make you laugh and break character. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah and but i but tom i think it was I, I because as i recall and i may be wrong about this but again with the change of the scene like it was a late night and i think we all just kind of wanted to get through it right so it's like let's let's do this let's get through it let's right. try and not milk it right so and i mean because of all the deaths and like and is as, as uh theatrical as so many of the friday deaths are right mine was Pretty, pretty
0: tame. It was, right. actually. And, it, like, i seen behind-the-scenes pictures of, like, the blood in the vaginal area because you were supposed right. to get that original death scene. But, of right. course, that was cut because the MPAA would have definitely given that next rating. And yeah. that, that, wouldn't, yeah. that wouldn't have been passed. <laughs> so,
1: it was, I mean, so, I mean, because and, like, because they had the prosthetic head, you know, right. for, uh, so so all the death scenes were pretty well thought out, and it's like, how much more how much special effects, right? and mine put together last minute. So basically all they did was, you know, then we're going to do it, it's going to be a minimal of blood, and then we're going to get this pillow and stick the knife in it and insert it later to look right. like, you know, he gutted you got
0: it here. Right. And that's basically what they did. I mean,
1: it's pretty low tech. Right. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe I got a little ripped off on the death scene, but...
0: Right, but you had a, you had a kick ass character, so that definitely makes up for it. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, Here is more of a of a um, like a personal type of question. So I know you are passionate about being a vegan. Um, so e- even though the interview, of course, is about Friday Thirteenth, I want to give you more so an opportunity to, to explain to the world why veganism is important to you, so you can inspire the readers about why this is a really you know healthy and good lifestyle
1: okay well for me um there are several parts to it i mean i i do it for the animals um i came to a point in my life uh and it's i'm not vegan because i don't like meat and cheese and all that well now i I don't miss it at all but like i i used to eat lots of meat lots of cheese lots of ice cream well i still eat lots of ice cream but it's all vegan um And I came to a point in my life where inside I, didn't, I was conflicted right. because I was, I always considered myself an animal lover, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm feeding my body with products that came from them, right. uh, and they're not treated well in order to get these products. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about meat or milk or cheese or honey or leather or whatever you're taking from them. Mm-hmm. So I was. It was just. An, it was an inner conflict. So it was a decision that I made because I really had to. Right. Like because I'm. i screaming save the wolves and save the whales and you know adopt don't shop and all of those things saying that I'm really an animal lover. But I'm. Right. Uh, you know I'm eating ice cream and hmm. um, I just I, I couldn't do it anymore. Makes sense. So I made the decision. Um, and it was, it was hard. It took me a few times really to get it because the cognitive dissonance that we have, yeah. like you see these pictures and you're like, oh, that's really, really awful, but really to understand that that is what you're putting in your body, Yeah. and like if you want peace, and not that all vegans are peaceful, you know, there's lots of angry vegans, and I can be <laughs> that one, too, uh, <clears throat> but if we keep putting violence into our bodies, how can we expect our society to be anything but violence? That's true. You just, you can't do it. So people are, you know, um, I mean, you even see like these, uh, these fundraisers for, um, for like animal shelters and stuff, and they'll be serving roast pork sandwiches. And it's like, what?
0: Yeah, so scared? like a contradiction of themselves. Yeah. It's it's
1: not even that I love all animals because there's some animals that I that scare me or right. that I don't like. You know, not a big fan of mosquitoes. Like Snakes. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm,
0: really dogs. I'm not a big fan of them. Right. But what I do have
1: is a respect for all of them. I feel that every single being is entitled. To living peacefully on earth right. so when a non-vegan says well you vegans think you're, you're better not. than everybody else i'm like no we think we're actually the same as everybody else and everybody deserves the same respect um i don't think human beings are more important than dogs or sheep or pigs or right. goats or chickens. i think we all have a right to be here yeah uh if it comes down to you like, well you think a dog's life is more important than a human life? I'm like, well, that has to do with familiarity. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's my son, (laughs) you know, over a dog's life, yeah. I said, but if it's like some random stranger that I don't know and my dog, that's another question. Of course. So it's it. People, I think, confuse familiarity with the value of a life. Yeah. Because our lives are, should all be equally valued, right?
0: Yeah, I agree. I completely I think, agree. I
1: think. I think. I don't think human beings have any superiority. So that
0: right.
1: that's how I feel about veganism. <laughs> if somebody's interested in it, they can message me and we'll talk more. Otherwise, right. I don't really offer up, my, offer up my opinion unless, of course, I'm on Facebook.
0: Right. And, I mean, that's why I asked it because, I mean, I'm going to have select readers that might not know or even think about it. Like, I'll, I'll be honest... I eat meat, but I never, thought of, I never thought of what you said like that. I never thought of it being like, the animals go through that. I just think of it as food, you know what I mean? I never really put put two cents into it. And there might be people out there that will buy my book that read that and think, wow, that is actually a good point that she made. I'm, I'm going to look more into this. Like it's, yeah, one of the, it's, it's a bit, and I tell
1: people, like, if they want to argue with me, I'm like, just do me your research. like. Just, right. It's all out there. You, you can find it the same way I found it because the more that I looked and I researched and I read, I'm like, okay, I can't continue doing what I'm doing. Right. That's all. And it's, but I don't, I don't really argue for it. I can't,
0: mm-hmm. I, it's just, I don't like. I mean, and I, I mean, I'm slowly going down that path. It seems like to begin with, I mean, yeah, I still eat meat and everything, but I have, uh, I mean, it's really hard to stop just eating meat, especially cold turkey. Um, you know that because you, you – you, yeah, I just caught that. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's one of those things that's hard, but I actually – I've seen some on Facebook about what hot dogs and how they're actually made, and I, haven't, and I haven't eaten a hot dog probably for about four years now. My dad said when I said I'm not eating a hot dog ever again at our one Memorial Day picnic, he's like, Scotty, you're saying that now, but I guarantee you in about a month you're going to have a hot dog again. And guess what? I haven't had one in four years. Because it it, it 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 made me sick to my stomach, and I'm it, it's hard to the fathom to think of me not even eating meat. It's like it's kind of, it's one of those things that it's really hard to think about. But I mean, I want to do the research. I want to look into it more because I want to eat healthier. I want to be healthy. I want to save the animal. Like, I I love animals. I, I can I can't picture. I mean, I don't own a cow as a pet, but the thing is like. If you think a cow is still an animal and I can think, put my dog in that situation or my cat's in that situation, if they got the same exact thing, the treatment that that cow got, I would be pissed. I would be furious. I would be upset. I would be so heartbroken over that. So uh,
1: so, do you, so do me a favor then. Okay. And I know you can stomach one and gore, obviously. Yes, obviously.
0: Watch Earthlings. Earth, is that on Netflix?
1: Yeah, it's on Netflix.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So you watch that. I I won't watch even the trailer for it. I'm like, I'm okay, like, it's extremely graphic. Okay. Is it about like uh, about what animals
0: are going through?
1: It's it's it's, it's 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 deep and dark. See if you can do it. If you if it's too much, if if the graphics are too right. much for you, a lot of people it is. Yeah. House um, of is another one. Okay.
0: The the thing the thing is though like I am very I can this might be really awful to say the way this is gonna come out but I can tolerate seeing people get killed I guess because of the horror movies but like even in Halloween the original when the dog gets strangled I have to turn my head. I, I can't see anything happen to an animal like that. I guess even, like, people on my friend's list post pictures of animals and then like, being attacked by their owners and everything. And I'm like, I can't. I have to, I have to like, literally hide that, that thing because I can't tolerate looking at it. I, I mean, you may, not, you may not be able to
1: do earthlings. I guess that's very graphic. But Cowspiracy is not as graphic. Okay. And there's another one, and I don't know if you've seen it come up on Facebook, but there's something, what the heck is it called, um... It's something about health. There's a there's a there's, a, uh, there's something that's free on Netflix okay. right now that and I'll I'll because it keeps coming up on my feed. I'll I'll send it. To yeah, you. send it to me because I would definitely like
0: to look into that. I mean, I mean, I can't stand the sight of seeing animals get killed, and I don't see how what they go through. is like cows and pigs. And I don't see what they go through, but I know it happens. And I, am afraid that I guess the research, because I'm afraid to see that, to be, feel that hurt and that pain for them. And you know what I mean. It's not even more so of stopping to eat meat. It's more so the fact of seeing the animals put through that torture. I can yeah, it's, it's, yeah, but I, I think of my of my own dog. If that were to happen to my dog or to my cats, like the fact that that would have happened, that would just that would kill me inside.
1: Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, if you feel that way, then that's. That's like the first step. I mean, there's yeah. some people who are like, I don't care where animals are put here for our... Right. ...consuming, for our pleasure, blah, blah, blah. But right. if you already have that idea, because that's one of the biggest things is um, speciesism. Right. Where people, that certain animals are more valued than others, like you have a lot of people that are very upset about the the, the, dog, right. the dog festival in Yulin. Right. Eat, but they're
0: eating
1: hamburgers and ribs and yep. like because it's a dog for mm. God's sake. That's go a dog. Right. right. They're showing. I mean, like
0: pigs are smarter than two Right, and like some. Right, and some things I can't right. even eat. Like for example, I can't eat anything with deer in it because I, I can't, with deer in it, like deer jerky or deer sausage, deer meat, like I can't eat that, because I know it's coming from a deer, but for some reason, like I don't, like it might sound, hip, you know, hip, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, hip, what, it's uh, hip, whatever it is, I can't think of the word off the top of my head, it's a uh, hypocrisy or something like that, I think it's hypocrisy, yeah, yeah, um, but I mean, I don't know, maybe because I grew up on, on uh, cows, but then I know that, that's why I can't go hunting, because I can't shoot a deer or shoot a like anything, I, I can't hunt because I don't like to kill an animal. But then there's these animals that still get killed and it kind of, it kind of like, I guess it's hypocrisy, but I mean, I don't know because I don't see that, but I know when you go hunting, you shoot a deer. You know what I mean? So that's why I can't eat that for sure. And then the hot dog thing, I've seen what that's made of, I haven't eaten one in like four years. So maybe if I see that about a cow, I won't be able to have a burger and the pig, I won't be able to have that bacon. Maybe that's my, my way to get to that point.
1: Well, I'll, I'll share with you a funny a funny little
0: aside with the whole hot dog thing. Okay. I don't know, and my
1: teenager is right there, so I'll, I'll try and <laughs> say was the best way. But um, there's a video going around, I don't know if you've seen it, with the waitress and the hot dog?
0: I is might have. It sounds familiar.
1: Okay, where she, like, inserts the hot yeah, dog. Yeah, I heard are talking about. And then puts it back down and puts ketchup on it yeah. and stirs it. So I was freaking out about this. I remember that. Yeah, I've seen like, it. The first time I saw this video, I am like, and looking at everybody like you know, I do like that. No. I'm like, so this is a product made of like big anus. Testicles eyeballs whatever else it can scrape off the slaughterhouse floor and you're
0: concerned because it's got a little uh, extra juice on it. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. I actually found that funny because that's why I stopped eating hot dogs. I forget the meme and I can't even send it to you. It like shows a picture of a really good looking hot dog and then it says, "Do you like eating a hot dog?" You won't after you read this. And then it says like what it's all all the ingredients that it comes from like from the animal like the body parts. I'm like that is. Great. Gross, yeah. Not
1: even one animal. Right. It's like well, all these yeah, it's it's really and it's I mean yeah. I had our, our son plays hockey and they're always having like, you know, <laughs> the barbecues and stuff like that, and it's quite slim. Yeah. And like parents telling me, You need to eat more hot dogs. I am like, Are you kidding me? Like <laughs>
0: all
1: kinds of like things you want to tell him to eat. I mean, say steak or something, but right. hot dogs.
0: Now you is your like uh, son, is he a vegan too?
1: No, he's vegetarian.
0: He's vegetarian.
1: Uh, yeah, the family's vegetarian. Okay. Uh, the teenager, I don't know. Are you still vegan enough? Mm, nah, nah. Yeah, you've been like eating <laughs> some dairy. Avalon's nah, kind of like mostly vegan. Okay. So I'm the only like strict vegan in the
0: in the family. Right. Well, that's, that's it's a good thing, a good trait to have, and hopefully that the story we just talked about that I'll put in my book and everything. Hopefully that'll inspire some people as well. It inspired me for sure, because like talking to you gave me more insight from just doing the research and learning about it. You gave me some things that I can now look up and everything. Give me a sec.
1: Cool. Yeah. Well, I will send you some information. Definitely. Um, Definitely. choose you know, what you wanna, what you wanna look at. Because I mean, like I said, Earthlings is super graphic. Right. It's good at a lot of people. Wow. I like House Fancy this, this, uh, whatever this new thing is on Netflix. Like right. a little less graphic. Okay. because um, people, people have their own different ways of getting the information. I don't right. post a whole lot of graphic videos on my page because I find, for the most part, it doesn't it doesn't do any like it
0: doesn't right doesn't inspire them yeah. it, it, it drives them away because they're seeing they're seeing it and they don't yeah, know they don't exactly have it. right and they don't have the knowledge of what that's about they don't know what they're just seeing oh the, she's posting this disgusting thing about animals but when they yeah, do their own research yeah. and watch it themselves they can understand it more. And, that, and that's where, like, interviews like this, talking about it and posting about it and, like, you know, even, like, talking to people privately about it, it, it can do a much better job than just sharing a video about it, like exactly. uh, with an animal being killed or something. Exactly. So, on to the last question. Um, do you have any uh, future projects in store? And if so, can you uh, share us what you're able to uh, talk about? Projects As in projects. acting, like any future films, television series, um, books, anything that you're working on that you might want to promote.
1: Well, I am a
0: photographer. Um, that's that's what I got into when, when we were in Seattle because there
1: was really not much work there. So I've been a professional photographer for several years. But um, what was it a year ago, a year and a half ago? I decided to seek representation here. Okay. Um, Cause I'm a dual citizen, so I figured you know, when uh, American film crews come to Canada, they have to right. hire a certain number of Canadian actors, right? right? So with dual citizenship, okay. I can hopefully cash in on some jobs. Right. Unfortunately, there is not a whole lot of work where I'm at.
0: Where are you at uh, again? I'm
1: in Alberta. Okay. Um, so, but I did get, I did get an agent. A while ago, and I'm like, I'm hoping to get my feet wet again. Right. Uh, there's not that many auditions. Like, I just actually mm. went out for an audition last night. Nice. Which was really cool. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm not looking to, like, make it really big. I'm just hoping maybe that'd be nice to get a few acting leads while I'm out here. Right. So, we're seeing. if um, But I don't have anything lined okay. up per se. Right, Like, just uh,
0: being a mom, taking care of the kids, and, right. you know. Right, and on a side note, um, I just got a private message, actually, um, from one of, I don't know if you, you, I, know you I don't think he had any scenes, he uh, yeah, didn't have any scenes with them, but uh, he was in part five, Miguel A. Jr., you play a yep, yeah. yeah. he uh, just uh, messaged me, he just messaged me and said I'll be happy to do the interview, so that's actually pretty cool. Sweet. Let, yeah, I wanted him yeah. on my Facebook, but he's maxed out, so I can't add him. So I sent him a message, and he messaged me back a few days ago saying he'll check his schedule and he'll let, get back to me. He just got back to me just now, so that's pretty that's cool. That's awesome. That's yeah, actually good news. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait for that. Um, but I have to say, uh, congratulations on that. You uh, just gave me my best interview so far, and <laughs> you gave me a hard ass time to put together a five to six minute <laughs> promo clip to <laughs> hype up my book. So you really put me to work tonight. <laughs> I really, really, really had a great time talking to you, though. I did great meeting you. It was great, it was great meeting to you, too. Mom, I was, and I definitely want to keep in touch. Send me some of the vegan stuff. And if you can talk to your mom, Brooke, yeah. that would be yeah. absolutely fine. Okay. I'm turning away from you for a
1: moment, so i write
0: it down. Sounds great. I'll uh, stop the, uh, the, uh, the recording a while.